It's Friday, it's Westminster Roundup, and it's me, my TCM Peter Barnes. We are here to talk about chaos, absolute chaos. Welcome to the show, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Maya, thanks Thanks for having me. So, um, it's Friday now, I mean, over the last few days, all we had was every single day, every half an hour, one party being added to another party uh, yeah. during last, last Christmas. And uh, we know that actually, uh, Peter and I had a chat before this, of course, it's a hit job. We know that it's a hit job, and it doesn't—it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. A hit job is a hit job. Now we know that if all this stuff has happened, it's wrong anyway. We know because it's—it's just—it's kind of the hypocrisy of it. But also, I'm not really concerned when it comes to rule breaking this sort of stuff because I mean, I, I broke the rules from day one anyway. So uh, I, can't, I can't be, you know, that morally superior commentator saying, "How dare they? My grandmother was in the hospital." <laughs> but uh, so let's go to the political analyst and <laughs> see what, what he thinks. <laughs> well, like you said, it's it's been chaos, and I'd like I know as you just said then when we are we talked about it just being a, just one story consistently dripped on and moved and just and altered just a little bit every single time. This has a hit job written all over it. As soon as the first bit of it came out, I was like, hmm, hmm unnamed sources. Yeah. No actual proof any of these parties <laughs> even happened. Yeah. It's very winks, nods, and nudges. You know, there's, there's no real substance to go on. But what makes this even more damaging for Boris is we've just had Tory sleeves. You've got the Christmas flat refurb yeah. thing, wall with all the wallpaper. That's back again. Yeah. You know, and it's, it is just kind of how Boris has got no real moral authority anymore that it's just even if this turns out to all be untrue yeah it doesn't matter anyway that's, i think that's what makes yeah. this so devastating as a, as an yeah attack. i think it's about the moral position of it because um whilst in terms of headlines because it's kind of sexy headline christmas parties but actually they're the biggest ammo against them is not the christmas parties it's everything together makes yeah. it look dodgy uh, yeah, everything it's, from it's the further, kind yeah. of perfect storm situations that's that's what it is yeah and like you said and one thing on its own isn't enough, but you, you need everything all put together. And yeah, the, the question really is, is it going to take down Boris Johnson? And well, honestly, slowly, maybe. slowly, but the question, honestly, the answer is nobody knows. No, no, no. I, I made this point a couple of days ago saying, well, it's Boris Johnson. There's so many things that should have taken down Boris Johnson by now. <laughs> that you just don't know. It's like Teflon, nothing really sticks to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the, you know, there's loads of stuff. You but that, know, I think that's why this is different. Whole... This this snowball is different to previously. I always said I, you, I you can't throw mud at mud. Yeah, you're not going yeah, after personality right. now. Yeah. But like, um, this is this just feel different. I also think it's because a lot of Tories kind of came out to defend Morris on all this other stuff, saying he was a bit nonsense. Yeah. This just seems to be like people have just had enough of it now. Yeah. You know, I've been talking to a few Conservative MPs this, over this last week, and they're like, we're not quite lost faith in him yet, but we're pretty much there yeah, you know yeah. i know you did a video the other day about the no confidence motion well, like the chris green forward. chris green's chris green. Uh, oh, radiant. That, that was bad <laughs> i was sat in my office listening to it i was just like as, as have they lost him on the phone there was a bit of dead air and I yeah was like, what is it was, happening here it was surprising I, chris because chris green is uh, our mutual friend and uh, yeah. also he's he's you know proper loyalist and um well whilst being a good constituency MP at the same time. Uh, yeah. And he's a, he's a nice guy. So the fact that his reaction was just silent, that was that yeah. was his version of shouting, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a really good way of putting it. It's, sometimes it's better to look who isn't talking than who is. And when you look at the loyalists and people like Chris Green and even their 
sitting on the on the fence and they're not really saying anything yet, that speaks so much more than if they came out to bat for him. <clears throat> uh, it's a really good point, that actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw um, I saw another uh, MP friend um, a couple of days ago. I was at an event. Well, mm. at some sort of, it was something that's going to come out soon. I uh, can't really mention his name, but uh, he, he's always been very nice. I, I mean, he has rebe- like rebelled against the measures, but um, his reaction was similar to Chris Green. He just smiled yeah. and said... I can't really defend him anymore, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite I think, tricky. I think that's the thing. I think what's kind of demoralizing even more is those who want to defend Boris and who consider Boris to be a friend of it, even they're struggling with saying, like, we just don't know what to say. The thing uh, that I, West, I, Westminster Pundits don't really understand, and also the other side, Labour Party yeah. side, um, the Tory party, the, 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 the way they pick support or not support someone or a leader is not really just about, oh, did they like this person, open it, a trust or anything like that, or ideology. It's simply yeah. about winning and the fact that now slowly the opinion polls are actually going against boris johnson now is the time for like the the northern tory mps to finally be like okay probably slowly it's going to be time to stab him in the back yeah eventually and and this this is the thing that people like myself have been looking at really pretty closely and it's the actual polling so Hmm. if we just dive down on that a little bit if we look at that snap poll that came out about whether boris johnson should resign one thing a lot of people don't realize about snap polling is it's not very reliable yep. and we and people like myself tend not to go off it very often because it has a couple of major flaws with it the first is the age range of people that answer it so usually people who answer snap polling are people who have already signed up yep. to receive the poll in the first place so it's usually younger people because they've done instantly so they've done either via via an app like you do it or you get an email like savannah comrades they yep. do it via email and the other problem is, because you've signed up to it, it means that you tend to follow the news a lot more than the average person. Yeah, they're more informed, basically. They're yeah. more informed. Yeah. So I hate to break it to everybody watching this, but for what I do for a living, you aren't considered normal because you, you're more actively engaged in the political yeah. conversation. Yeah, you subscribers, you're, not, you're, you're, not normal. you're all weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a horrible term, but it's a term we use for yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. Um, We're nerds. It doesn't yeah. mean like the hyper-engaged, like people like ourselves and everybody watching at home. You know, you tend to watch more news, you you absorb more content, you are more informed than the average person on the street. Yeah. So really, that means that the opinion that you give on that poll is... At least, at least semi-biased, yeah. But it's not actually the national average, because yeah. the average person watches a little bit of news while they have the breakfast, they watch 15 minutes of it while they have the Tesco's meal deal at lunchtime, and then... You know, they may watch a little bit of the six o'clock or the ten o'clock news. Nobody watches Newsnight or Question Time anymore. Nobody really engages in current affairs programs. It's all online stuff like like what we do now. Yeah. So, it, you know, as to how accurate a lot of this stuff is, we don't know. There's another flaw um, with the snap polling is that snap polling is based on instant emotional reaction. So in the moment, if you're angry at Boris, you'll be like, "Well, of course I'm going to yeah. be angry." And tomorrow, you might change your mind. Be like, "Actually, I'm not that angry." Yeah. But, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So usually, when you get a, when you get the news story, you're like, "I am furious." he needs to go and everything and then actually usually when people go away sit down and think about it they're like i'm not actually that bothered by it one one of the bits of polls that we always look at when it comes to these kind of stories is how engaged people are now the yougov did a big poll about this and it's only about 20 percent of people are very aware of the story and then it was about 21 percent are fairly aware so it's not like huge amounts of people are actively following the story so you sometimes have to separate media sensationalism and the headlines as to whether people actually care. Now, a lot of people will always bang on about, oh, well, it was on Gogglebox or it was on Anton Deck made a joke about it. <laughs> 
I hate to break it to people. That means absolutely nothing. I, I saw a friend. No, I saw a friend of ours because you replied to the tweet. Someone said uh, it's going to be on Google. Like, and you said, I, I agree. Like people still watch Google Books. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I didn't even know people still watched it. I know I used to, but yeah. I don't watch it anymore. And like, yeah. I'm a celebrity. It's on its, on its lowest ratings <clears throat> in 20 years. I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe that program's still going. But yeah. just because things are hitting through on, a, on the more kind of cultural scene. It doesn't actually mean it's making any effect on how people vote. Now, there's yeah. been 24 polls out since all of this story started. That's, that's a lot. When you look at Westminster voting intention, and out of 16 of the 24, the Labour Party have been leading. However, when you average it out, mm. the Labour Party have only lead by 0.6%. Yeah. So you really, we really have to just take a step back from this story and just kind of say, is this really as damaging as it's sounding? Because what's actually happening is, yeah, the Tories are losing a lot of support. It works out on average about 25% of their vote of the total vote uh, for 2019. But they've not moved to the Labour Party. They've gone to don't know. It's one thing that they never really put on vote um, yeah. on the, when they release the polling or like on Twitter and stuff. It's actually the biggest section is always don't know. Mm. So what, the Labour Party really shouldn't be going around celebrating like they are doing. And it was the same. I would say it every single time is. People are moving to don't know, and they're not moving straight to the Labour Party. Speaking, you know, well, speaking of Labour yeah. Party, last night the uh, the one person who's actually helping saving Boris is Starmer. He came out last night that he's uh, urging Tory MPs to get rid of Boris. You do realize what you're doing, Starmer? You're unifying the Tory Party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he needs I, to stop doing that. <laughs> I, I was talking to, to with um, a colleague of mine who actually used to work at Number Ten mm. um, under, under David Cameron, and I and we were all talking about if if we were there, if we mm. were in the Labour Party, what how would we play this? It's a game we often play because we're sad and we've got nothing else to do. So, and I actually said, oh, I'd start to attack them on literally anything else but this story. Because the one thing the Labour Party have a tendency to do is overplay the card. Yeah. So if you look at Tory sleeves, <coughs> the actual conversation ended up being about Keir Starmer and his um, Michelle Durayan yeah. law firm stuff. You know, they tend to kind of get themselves caught up because they're just as bad as everybody else. Their moral grandstanding doesn't work yeah. When you're just as bad as everybody else. Yeah. So, what I what I said was they need to start to go after something really popular. So, uh, and the, there was the Borders and Nationality Bill was before Parliament the other day, and the amendment uh, was put down by Johnny Mercer about veterans and having to pay for settled status and all the rest of it. And he said, well, we he wanted the amendment to kind of say that they didn't have to do that anymore, and the Tories actively voted against it. Huh. Now that could have caused a huge firestorm. But because of the number 10 story, that just dominated everything. So if I was Keir and the Labour Party comes to him, I'd just, I just start going after that. Let the media take down Boris yeah, on the Christmas party. Use a different all it angle. takes is someone like Angela Rayner or even Star himself or somebody like that to have had a, a Christmas party in their flat. And that changes the story. You know, you can then it yeah. starts to be they're all bad as each other. I think it's but that, if you that, start to go after something else, mm -hmm. you're making the Tories attack fight a war on two fronts and you can't fight a PR war on two fronts you just can't and I think that's because uh, it, it, it helps because if you have two or three different angles attacking the, uh, the Tory establishment then yeah that means uh, it's harder for them to kind of juggle the, all the defence yeah, exactly. lines and it's, also it's, I, I think it's just because Labour HQ are well lazy and also uh, well, they're dependent on media stories to kind of help them attack yeah. and also they're just not very good at digging if the, if the media can dig and find like scandals 
you got get your guys uh, to do upper research, find some other stuff, whether it's the you know the policing yeah. bill, whether it's on. I know it's difficult for the Labour Party to attack um, Priti Patel on the um, illegal migration because every time they do it, it's cringy because they they, yeah. all, they they don't want to stop it. Uh, but there are so many issues that they could uh, criticize the Tories. Oh on. yeah, there's yeah. absolutely loads. I, yeah. And you know, I've I've often said this: a good targeted campaign against the Conservatives would be on about three different fronts, tackling three. Not necessarily major issues, but issues that the public would just see as common sense. So, like, like, like I said, this one with veterans. Why making veterans pay for settled status just seems wrong. It just seems fundamentally wrong. If we're supposed to support the armed forces and all the rest of it, why, why is this a thing? So it's a really easy win, and this just seems to be a thing with Labour comms as of what the last three or four years now, where they just seem to miss all these open goals. And don't get me wrong, the Tories are just as bad as it on some fronts. I mean. This was a this was an easy win for them. You know, they could have made a big song and dance, but this was supporting the armed forces and everything. But I imagine, just on a side note, I imagine this was some kind of trade off for them to get something else in the bill further down the line. But well, it's a pretty the, big trade off. The, the final point uh, is uh, what's the one thing, two things that are actually helping uh, Boris Johnson. One is mm. uh, Christmas holidays, and two, baby. And uh, before baby. We, before we get to the baby thing, is like, I love the coincidence, the timing, because it's like where first first pregnancy, because that was that was actually planned, yeah. not announced until December, because uh, yeah. you know when when things get bad. Uh, but it just happened to be the right time right now, unless they were yeah. keeping the baby in. I'm like, bring it out now, bring it out now. Yeah, uh, I saw a few people commenting on that. I know it was brilliant. Picture of Facebook, but, it was just like, oh, the coincidence. But the biggest problem with that was uh, it was kind of funny because uh, it was the day when um, Boris was being attacked by everyone, and then Starmer, he started the classic Starmer thing just to be like nice he tweeted saying then congrats and then lefties were attacking starmer saying you need to show opposition and then people were saying well opposing the baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you gonna do there yeah. <laughs> yeah i have to admit um i thought it i thought it was i, I it was definitely planned and it's not as sincere no. as i do like it when opposition leaders kind of say congratulations on personal stuff i do, I do yeah. like that i think it brings a civilian back. but you are <clears> right it is funny to watch everybody on saying like this isn't the point it's a distraction <laughs> it's like Whoa, whoa, whoa! Take a step back. Let's just celebrate that there's a new life in the world. Yeah. Whereas he's a dad again, you know. Take a break. Just take a minute. Yeah, just take a minute. Yeah. And because I, but I think that's just an inherent problem with social media, where you just people just get so wrapped up, and they all live in their own little echo chambers. That you know, any kind of anything that's not on their message is automatically against them. It's it's quite a perverse way of looking at the world. But yeah, um, um, you well, are right though. The the convenient timing of it. I know it was brilliant. <laughs> Well, it's, um, I mean, I agree that, you know, this is the beginning of the end for Boris. It's not going to go now, but in the beginning of the end. I also believe that there's no way that he could basically completely change it, stay, thrive and survive and succeed and become Churchill again. Not going to happen. But he has this chance, Christmas holidays for January, to find a couple of good wins and good news uh, yeah. so that when he comes back in January, he probably kind of just, just about delay the inevitable, right? Yeah, I'm, I would like to think that somewhere in the press team at number 10, they're putting together a series of policy announcements that and something big and shiny. Mm. That's what they need, something big and shiny, so that realistically that first, second week back, um, that, you know, they'll have something to announce, something to move forward on. Uh, but... Like I, if I were, if I was them now, what I would do is just let this story run. Yeah. They, they're not going to stop it. You don't try to spin against it, and they do seem to now um, be saying we're just leaving it on, until the investigation. Now the investigation has its own set of problems, but um, and they do seem to be saying like we're not commenting on on it any further in the hopes that it'll just go away. The headlines will will die off because of Christmas, 
Um, but yeah, I, it will be interesting to see how they how they come at this in the new year. Clearly, this is yeah. definitely not the end of Boris Johnson. No, in, like some kind of dramatic. No. he's just going to resign. Anything? I don't see that happening. I will be absolutely flabbergasted if he just does that. Yep. Um, oh, that, yeah. But I, I think he'll only do that if it turns out there's a photo of him at the party. That, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'll the be the only end. way that he'll resign instantly. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. But I, I think, think that's that's what I mean. One easy win or good news it could be because it's a few weeks to go, mm. is uh, to kind of do more research on uh, Omicron and then come back and say, okay, guys, uh, Plan B is now going to be scrapped in January. And, you know, if yeah. he does that, that's kind of not bad. But uh, well, I, I, Unfortunately, the media narrative is now we need a Plan C. I know, they're, they're uh, preparing for Plan C now. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's just like, at some point, we're going to run out of letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same with the, the Greek alphabet, like with the yeah, variants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1.8. <laughs> it's, um, it's like the latest no, iPhone. I, I, I suspect, from everything I hear on the COVID stuff, I will admit I'm not a COVID expert on any of this, but from what I hear, a lot of the things, a lot of the um, measures will be pulled back after yep. Christmas. Oh, I bet, um, they better but do yeah, it. Whether that actually happens, I don't know, but from everything I hear from people i know that know significantly more than i do yeah um that seems to be where that's headed yeah. but um we'll just have to wait and see on that exactly well we will see um next episode we are gonna basically because today and this week it's just been about babies and christmas so uh and, and cheese and wine uh, next week we're gonna uh, bring you all the other stuff that you missed basically everything that the yeah. media didn't talk about that happened in there Westminster. Is, yeah there has been a yeah. lot that's happened this week behind the scenes yeah. and there's a lot of other stories that really should have been in the headlines a lot more yeah. than yeah. the down street yeah. christmas party but, Ex- yeah. yeah exactly speaking of parties don't forget 26th of january we're gonna have uh, our next uh, gathering in Manchester. I will send the details soon to you guys. Thanks again for watching. Thank you to Peter for joining us. I'm Maya TC and we are the media.